Welcome back to the Chin Music Show brought to you by the Aquarius Home Services. We are the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Uh, thanks for listening. We do appreciate you listening to TalkNorth.com. So we are recording this on Friday morning. The way things work, I'm sure the minute we end our conversation, the Twins will announce that they have signed Carlos Correa to a 20-year, $500 billion deal. But until that happens, let's talk about the intrigue here. Correa courts the Twins. The Twins court Correa. The Twins make a record, a franchise record offer to Carlos Correa. He decides to take an even bigger offer with the San Francisco Giants. He fails the physical. And the Mets get involved, announce the owner announces that he signed him, which might be something that holds binds him legally there, but he is not officially signed with the Mets. He fails their physical. Now he's either going to uh, pursue legal remedies against the Mets since they since the owner was silly enough to announce it as a signing, or he's going to go back on the market. And if he goes back on the market, are the twins interested? Should the twins be interested? Uh, let's do it this way today. Lavelle Neal, start us off with what you're hearing in terms of news, and then let's get Roy Smalley's reaction to it. Yeah, I mean, it came out earlier today that uh, Boris has been uh, checking in with another team, and apparently that team has been the Minnesota Twins uh, to see if uh, if they want to get reengaged here. Um, I've been told that the Twins are definitely staying close to the situation. And um, there could be some discussions here because the Mets uh, deal has not been finalized yet. Uh, I always believed that the Mets were going – I thought the deal was going to get done with the Mets. I think the Mets were going to push for um, being able to get out of the last two or three years of the contract. If that right ankle that uh, Craig apparently has issues or has you know, hardware in uh, because of problem. Um, apparently, Boris is not liking what he's hearing. So now he's drumming up support. But I will tell you this, Roy and Jim, I would not put it past Boris at all if uh, him calling the Twins is just kind of a way to, to sable, ratter, sable saber rattle the uh, Mets into action here. Would not put that past him for one iota. So, um, yeah, apparently the Twins are monitoring the lack of uh, finality between the, the Correa and the Mets. But uh, I, I would still be rather surprised if all of a sudden Correa is back in a Twins uniform. Roy yeah, Smalley, I, what do you think? I, I agree with uh, Lavelle wholeheartedly about Boris and, 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 and <clears throat> uh, negotiating tactics, uh, for sure. I mean, there, there is an element of <clears throat> exactly what Lavelle said in that. And it depends. Is it? Is it 50% of what uh, Boris is trying to do or 100%? <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only question. I mean, so there's, there's no doubt in my mind that he just says, well, we go, we'll, just, we'll, we'll say that the Twins are interested again and we'll, we'll get this thing done. <clears throat> so uh, short of that happening, um, I mean, I, I, I thought when the, <clears throat> when the Mets deal faltered, I thought, He's got an offer from. He's got a hell of an offer from the Twins. I would, you know, the Twins made the offer once. They know about him, his ankle. They know about everything, uh, and they made that offer. So it's. I got to believe that the Twins' attitude is it's still on the table, and um, I, I. They can't go. At, I mean, it, it raises a, a, a larger philosophical point too. Uh, I mean, I. I was just going to say they can't go any higher than they, they went. That they went. Uh, then they went. 
uh, initially. And to your point, Joan, it's a record, record offer from the twins to, uh, to anybody. Uh, but it does. It, so, yeah, great. I love it. I hope he, I hope that, that deals on the table and, and Correa, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Correa says, Hey, great. I, I love the twins. It's a hell of a lot of money. I'm just going to sign there. I'm going to get rid of, I'm just going to be done with all this stuff. But the other thing, oh, go ahead. The big philosophical question is, <clears throat> I mean, we've seen it with Joe Maurer. Uh, now we're seeing it with Correa. We're seeing what they offered uh, other, you know, starting pitchers, you Darvish and, and um, the guy that was, and, and uh, Matt's and different, and, and different people. If you're going to get players of that caliber, that's what you're going to you're you're going to be in a situation where then everybody says, well, you know, then you don't win. Everybody says, well, you can't you paid him too much. I mean, you can't take all your payroll, you know, that much of your payroll and and uh, and and be successful because you can't pay him, but you can't get anybody else. So that's going to be that that will be the argument for, you know, forever and ever. All this shows is if you're going to. You have to decide, you know, what what positions and, and what players in those positions are worth putting yourself in jeopardy of, you know, uh, of having uh, that big a percentage of your payroll uh, uh, in in one guy. Because and the answer is not to some of our earlier discussions that we've had about the poll ads. Right. You know, the answer is not. Well, you just got to pay four guys that much. I mean, you just come on poll ads. You got to you got to pay the money. That's now, that's not that's not the answer. I just want to point out one thing too. Um, two things at play here. One, I was told that Correa has viewed, you know, his next contract as a status symbol that he wanted validation that he's an elite player by getting a super duper deal. And Boris likes to set precedents, either by AAV or total money, or in recent years, all of a sudden baseball teams have decided we could pay guys when they're 39 years old. And now they're signing guys a 10, 11, 12-year contract. And Boris has been at the forefront of that. Uh, Bryce Harper, uh, Xander Bogarts, and he was trying with Correa to get monthly. I think if, he, if Correa comes back to the Twins, he won't get any of that. He won't get – there won't be a precedent-setting uh, contract. And I don't know if, he, if Correa would be comfortable with, with a, a deal that's not as uh, lucrative as some of the other players in baseball. So – that's why I'm a little skeptical that this can get done here uh, on the bounce back, unless Correa is comfortable with a discount. Uh, so many tentacles here I want to get to. We'll have a little fun later this yep. show, maybe some offbeat topics. Uh, to set the lineup, Roy Smalley, former Twins great, current Twins broadcaster, Lavelle Enil III, uh, Star Tribune columnist. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. Our producer is Brandon Morton. Our sponsor, Aquarius Home Services. This is, a, this is the Aquarius Home Services studio. And thanks also to... Uh, many of our bigger sponsors across the network, including TSR Injury Law and Minnesota Propane and All Energy Solar. Check out all of those fine sponsors as well. So many tentacles here. I just saw a tweet from SNY Mets, the TV station that covers the Mets. The Mets have grown frustrated with Carlos Correa negotiations are considering walking away. The source said they believe the sides are still Stood a strong chance of reaching an agreement, but the deal is an inflection point. Now, that kind of language in negotiations can be utter BS, but that's what is being said at the moment. I will say that when I talked to Falvey right after they felt like they lost Correa to the Giants, um, he he said uh, everything he said was very diplomatic. 
And it didn't sound like he was being diplomatic for the sake of being diplomatic. I was listening to his tone of voice. It sounded like he was really genuinely disappointed that they didn't get Correa, that he would love, still love to have Correa. Who knows how any of that plays out. Here's, here's the interest, most interesting aspect of this to me, gentlemen. Correa goes to the Giants, fails the physical. He goes to the Mets, fails the physical. The Twins have already signed him to a franchise record deal. That three-year, the potential three-year deal for very high money, they gave him a physical and they signed him to that deal. Then they offered him a 10-year deal knowing exactly the status of his leg. That's what intrigues me here, is the Twins are the one team that has both offered Correa a mega deal and has cleared him medically. And I wonder if that could end up being the deciding factor. Let's start with with uh, Roy on this one. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of was my um, a little bit of a point that I was trying to make. That I mean, I, I can't imagine that the twin that there are any surprises in Carlos uh, Correa's body <laughs> for the Twins. I mean, I think they gotta they gotta know exactly what they uh, what they had and what they what they hope to have. So I, um, I and I I think Lavelle's absolutely right about. I mean, if if Correa has that a uh, little that that little bit of ego about the uh, about the deal then that's going to be hard to hard to overcome but at some point in time um it's it's like i i, I called gene mock one time when i was negotiating with george steinbrenner and it was going to be uh, a, a um a big deal and there was a certain amount of money that i felt like i really wanted to make because of my comparison to you know on an annual basis and my comparison to other shortstops and and, and there was this little bit of the same thing going on. Uh, it's like it, the validation thing is real, and and uh, and the pride when you look at other players that you know they look at you and you, they know you, you you signed this particular contract. I mean, all that goes through through guys' minds, and and um, what the what the Yankees turned out end up uh, doing was um, you know keeping the same uh, annual dollar figure. But extending the contract out two or three years, and I, I, ta- I called Gene, and I, you know, I was talking to him about it and uh, telling him all this stuff, and he he, he was quiet and listened to the whole thing. And then finally, when I was finally shut up, he said, "Well, he, I think you should do what you want. You make really good points. I, I, you know, I mean, this is a this is a once in a lifetime, you know, a chance to do what you want to want to do here. But I would just say to you, um, at some point in time." at some figure, it's enough money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, I just started laughing. It was just such classic mock. And, um, and he was absolutely right about that. And I signed a deal that I, that I, I was blessed to be able to sign. And, and at some point in time, I th- and this is the, you know, this is the point I, I didn't use a big agent. And I had an attorney friend of mine uh, who was a good negotiator doing the deal. And, and so, I didn't have a Boris Eagle wrapped up in it either. It was just, you know, whatever mine was. And, um, it, you know, it, and I think that at some point in time, you do some self-reflection and you say, you know, okay, what am I, what, what am I really doing here? What do I want? And uh, what's the most important thing for me to, for me to want? And, you know, maybe especially with, the, you know, the failing of physicals, I mean, maybe Carlos gets to that point where he looks at the, at the amount of money 
and and how long he's going to be being paid and what age he's going to be, you know, how he how he expects to be performing at age 39 or what he's going to be making uh, at the, in that year. And, and maybe he says, you know what? It's enough money. And two points really quickly before Lavelle responds. Number one is if you're looking for precedent setting, it is precedent setting in terms of the twins. You could say that you got uh, by far the largest contract ever given out by the poll ads. Number two, twins offer might end up being the best offer. Yeah, you're right. Oh, and I also want to point out too, it was explained to me about a week ago that uh, a physical for a three-year contract is different than a physical for a 10-year contract. And more things are scrutinized as the deal gets longer and longer. So the Twins probably have the same concerns um, as the Giants and the Mets have with that ankle. But if they are sincere about getting back in this thing, I was just thinking off the top of my head, here's what I would do. I would reinstate the last two years of Correa's contract from, uh, that he signed a year ago and pay him $35 million for 2023 and 2024, then negotiate another six-year deal in which AAV would be lower. But I give him, I give him that, that precedent-setting AAV at, at the front end in hopes of you know, uh, pairing the AAV down for the next six years and see if that can uh, be an enticement for him to sign. Roy, what do you think of that? Yeah, I like it. I mean, I, <clears throat> I think you pay him as much as you can possibly afford for the next five years. Uh, and, and, and if he wants a 10-year deal – you know, then you say, look, let's not talk about years as much. Sure, you can have a 10-year deal. But let's, what we need to focus on is what the, what the, the, the total amount is going to be. And the total amount is going to be in this ballpark. This is where you, you know, this is kind of where everybody is. It's total amount is going to be around this ballpark. And um, what we'd like from you is the understanding that we think you're going to be one of the premier players in the game Maybe for 10 years, but certainly for five, we're going to pay you like that. And then because you're the guy that you are and, and we think that your overall deal should be make, should be this amount, we're going to make up the rest of the next five years. We're going to make up the, the difference to get you to the, to the total number. We'd like you to, you know, consider, you know, what you want and, as, in relation to what, you know, what we can do. And I think that the conversation should be, you know, in that vein. And, and I, you know, I, I absolutely agree with, you know, Lavelle for, you know, the first come back and do the first two years or, or the next two years, like uh, in the deal that they had, or maybe more. I mean, maybe, maybe they really front load the things that were going to pay you a whole bunch of money in the first year and a whole bunch in the second year and a whole bunch in the third. And then they're going to be a little bit less in the fourth, a little bit less in the fifth. And then the last five years, we make up the amount to get you to a total that you want. I mean, that, that would make, Total sense to me. That's what I'm thinking. Here's the other thing about that too. By if you're signing like an eight, nine, ten year contract, by the end of that contract, our thirty million dollar a year salary is not going to be um, the emotional or the the eye opening, jaw dropping uh, figure that it is right now. You know, by then guys will be making you know, people like Otani will probably be making fifty million a year. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, Front-loading this deal, I think, is a shrewd move. And here's where Roy may be able to step in. Because I don't understand at what point does deferred money come in. Because I think like in, in Bryce Harper's deal, there's deferred money. And I think maybe the Mets deal with Correa would have been deferred money as well. And that's when, that's when baseball got in trouble about 20 years ago 
when they started deferring a lot of contracts. But I, I think that's also that also could come into play here as well. But I I don't know um, how the deferred money game is played. You know, I'm not sure how they're doing it anymore. There was uh, some of that in the contract I just talked about that I that I signed with the uh, with the Yankees, um, and there's all kinds of things going on now with um, with deferred money and and how much it's going to be and if and if and how much interest they're going to pay on the you know that's where that's where people really that's where the ball clubs really um, really hate it and and kind of. Yep, that, it, it's a big number when you're deferring money out for a long time. If it's a ten-year deal, and you're deferring, you know, money till after that ten-year deal is over, uh, and then you're paying, you know, for another ten years, and you're paying interest that you're paying uh, on, that you don't start that the player doesn't receive till years eleven through twenty. I mean, it's a huge number. So I don't know how they're doing that any, you know, anymore uh, at all. I just think that. You know, there it's a it's a time value of uh, of money uh, discussion with uh, with Cray. I said, look, you know, we're going to give you you we're going to we're going to give you a whole bunch of dough for three or four years, and that's that's you know in the bank now, and um, you know I mean it's just it's just what's the what's the thing uh, the contract going to be worth o- over time? And you're right, Lavelle, it's going to it's it in year seven six or seven if Korea is still playing at a high level it'll be cheap it'll be a hell of a lot cheaper and the other thing too the twins can afford it right now because um they've got uh kepler and polanco and like buxton signed the reasonable deals and the rest of the roster is really really freaking young they got a bunch of guys still in the zero to three stage and guys just getting their arbitration so if they sign Correa and he's making thirty-five million right now, they still won't have a hundred and fifty million dollar payroll. You know, you know that's a that's a great point. Uh, not only from an economic standpoint, but also from a competitive standpoint. There are so many question marks in you know in terms of in terms of offense and defense on that uh, on that team. If you know if they don't have a shortstop that they if they don't have a a frontline shortstop. I mean, maybe Royce Lewis is going to be a frontline. Um, shortstop, but my sense is that Royce Lewis's value is offense and athleticism, and not necessarily uh, being the you know shortstop you know for the next ten years. Otherwise, they wouldn't offer Carlos Correa a ten-year deal. I mean, they they just they, that would make no sense if they were absolutely convinced, as convinced of Royce Lewis's ability to play shortstop at, at elite level as they were. For example, if Byron Buxton plays center field at, a, at the level he plays at, then they would not. They they would have said, you know, look, Royce Lewis is our guy, and we're gonna we're gonna spend we're gonna spend three hundred million dollars on on a couple of pitchers. You know, I mean, they, they wouldn't have done they wouldn't have done that. So, in, in my opinion, I don't I don't know how you have a guy that you think is going to be a great shortstop, and then you go sign a different great shortstop. I, I, it just it doesn't make sense to me. So from a you know from a um, it, from a roster standpoint, a lineup standpoint, if they don't sign, you know, Correa, then where's the offense coming from? I think they think Royce Lewis is going to be uh, a real additive, you know, offensively. But it would be nice to be additive to, you know, in a position where he's comfortable, uh, you know, other than shortstop, and add it to Correa, you know, rather than replacing Correa here as a 
as a young, a young guy that hasn't proven yet that he can, that he's going to be a Correa talent at the plate in the big leagues. He hasn't, you know, we don't know. We think he is, you know, but we don't, we don't know. And I, I mean, I think, it, I, I think your point about the economics of, of their payroll, Lavelle, is such a good one um, because you have to look at, you have to look at the, the nature of, of the, of the, the lineup and the roster and who these guys, who the rest of the guys are and, and what they need. And, and they could need a lot. If they don't get Correa, then they need a whole lot. Good points. I'm going to ask one more question for today. Next week, I want to talk about uh, Roy's evaluation of Joey Gallo. I want to talk about Willie Castro, any other uh, moves the Twins end up making in the next week or so. For today, my two questions. Uh, let's, let's start with Lavelle. Let's finish with Roy. Is there a pivot move if they don't get Correa, or, or do they just kind of look for reasonable trades? And uh, can they win with that Correa? Those are the two questions to start with, with Lavelle. All right, well, I advocated uh, in, the, in my column last week that um, if the Twins – I was expecting Correa to be gone by, by now. Um, so they're going to have to look to trades. And I thought that the uh, trade partner could be the Padres because they made their shortstop from last year, Kim, who filled in admirably for um, the injured Fernando Tatis. and actually had a, like a five-war season. Um, they they – they're saying he's he's available in trades, and I was like, that would be a great you know option. He's not the offensive juggernaut that Correa is, but um, he does supply some offense and plays a very good defensive shortstop. If they wanted you know the the plug and play in that position, because I don't think Carl Kyle Farmer at age thirty two coming off the two sixty season, you know is uh, is a guy who should be starting every day in Major League Baseball. But, you know, Roy's, Roy's making me think about this, too. They've got Royce Lewis uh, coming up, and they got, uh, they got Lee, Brooks Lee coming up, too, um, who's supposed to be a stud. He should be, what, a double-A this year, possibly triple-A by the end of the year. So he's going to be knocking on the door. They, they got two guys they, can, um, they could possibly uh, hitch their wagon to, but it seems like they are interested in uh, still kind of hanging around and monitoring the Correa situation. But I figured that since um, Thad Levine and A.J. Preller worked together with the Rangers, that, you know, Thad could call the Padres where Preller, Preller is the main guy now and see what they want for, uh, for Kim and see if he could be their, first, their shortstop. Because other than that, I don't know any other shortstops who are available. And uh, there are Twins people who believe that, you know, Elvis Andrus, who was less than mediocre for two, three, four years, you know, suddenly has two good months with the White Sox, and I don't think they're buying that as an indication that he can come in and, and be a contributor. So um, I thought San Diego could be a possible trade partner for another shortstop. You know, that's it. I, I think you, Andrus is not the answer, um, and Farmer is not the long-term answer. So it's, it's um, you know, the long-term answer is um, maybe Royce Lewis, but I, I as I, you, you know how, how I feel about that when they don't say, yeah, he's the guy for sure, then he's probably not the guy. And Brooks Lee, don't know for sure yet. Uh, it looks like he's going to be a terrific offensive player. Don't know about his defense yet in relation to Correa. But this Kim idea is really intriguing to me. Kim idea, mm-hmm. uh, Lavelle, because that kid can pick it. He can flat play defense. And so the other thing that, you, that the Twins can do, if they can get him – 
at a reasonable price. They don't they don't uh, really you know wreck the you know sink the boat. You know, trying to get a, a guy that's a great defensive player and and just and just okay offensively. Then you've you've helped your your defense a lot, and you've got all of this money, all this Korea money, to get maybe a pitcher and another uh, and another offensive uh, offensive player. And then Royce Lewis comes back, uh, and maybe he plays uh, maybe he plays you know left field or or right field. Maybe they put, trade you know maybe they trade Kepler and somebody for. I mean, it starts giving them some you know some options. But I was just never really excited about anybody other than uh, you know one of the big three shortstops that that signed because of the the combination of um, offense and and defense that those guys bring. But if you can get a guy that can really that really play defense and you've saved a whole bunch of money, where you can say, okay, guess what, our our uh, our our team uh, personality has now changed. We are now we can we can play defense and we can catch the ball and we can pitch like crazy and out of the bullpen and we got another pitcher to help us get there and I mean you can you can find other ways to you know to win in the league and and I would say that the, getting a guy of the defensive prowess as that Kim is and he's not a total out at the plate I mean that's that's an intriguing idea that opens up a lot of other options. Good stuff, Lavelle. Uh, I want to get a final thought. What we're going to do today, New Year, final thought on anything you want. I'm going to do. I'm going to offer a TV show up. You can talk about TV, movies, music, personal life, uh, sports, whatever you want. Throw out any random thought you want. Reminder: TalkNorth.com is very lucky to have Cheryl Reeve, Michael Russo, Anthony Lapanta, Mike Grimm, Jeff Diamond, John Krasinski, John Malay, uh, Roy Lavelle. Uh, outdoor content, variety content, Dave Lee. Check it all out at talknorth.com. Best way to listen to any show you like. Subscribe at your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen, and we do appreciate it. I'm going to start by saying uh, I one of my favorite authors of recent vintage is Mick Heron, H-E-R-O-N. And he writes British MI5-type spy novels that – combine kind of real intrigue of that espionage world with, with dark humor and social commentary. And I just, and great characters. I just love them. And if you have Apple plus TV, slow horses is the television series derived from his novels that just finished their second season. And it's fantastic. Uh, the books are fantastic. The TV series is fantastic. Gary Oldman, uh, Kristen Scott Thomas, just top notch actors. It's, it's great stuff. So check that out. All right. We are going to now go to Lavelle for your final thought on anything you like. My, one of my goals for 2023 is to get more sleep. Uh, <laughs> I just realized um, some of the health issues I've had uh, has come from years of sleeping four or five hours a night and getting up in the morning covering ball or getting up in the morning and catching a flight to go cover ball. And I think it's caught up with me. So I'm, I, and it's been a war trying to sleep longer. When I go to sleep, I wake up after four hours. and I can't go back to sleep. So I'm trying to figure out ways without taking Ambien to sleep, to get more sleep per night, to let my body recover and bounce back and to help my overall health. So that's one of my goals for 2023. Well, I'll say this too, before we go to Roy too, is that I was, uh, 
I looked like I was about 18 years old until I started covering baseball. And, <laughs> and I'm, 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 it sounds like I'm being funny. I'm actually dead serious. I was young and I had look young looking. And I had a lot of hair. I started covering baseball and the trap of baseball writing is that you cover, you know, especially the way I did it back in the day and way Lavelle, you did it when you first took over the beat is you yeah. cover five night games a week. Uh, you are at your highest peak of adrenaline and caffeine intake at 1130 at night. And yes. then you got to go home and try to get some sleep. And I could never get sleep till like three in the morning. And then I had kids and other obligations in the morning. So I went on four hours sleep for like five, six years and it almost killed me. Uh, so it's, it's actually a serious thing. And I hope you can find a, a solution to that. All right, let's go to Roy Smalley now. Well, just, just quickly, uh, Lavelle, good for you. Best of luck. I, I, you're, I, I, you're absolutely right about the benefits of sleep and, and the, the ills of, uh, of lack thereof. So best of luck. I hope, I hope you, you find something because that's so important. I, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're addressing that. And I had to laugh. I have to laugh at you guys at what baseball, uh, you know, big covering baseball uh, did to you. I mean, I, I started play in the big leagues. I played for 13 years in the big leagues. I went in as a, um, as a, a young stud. I came out as a blithering idiot. Um, after 13 years of, 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 of that stress, I mean, every year. So, yeah, baseball, baseball can be uh, hazardous, hazardous to your health um, and being mostly facetious there. But it's, 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 a, it's an emotional, uh, nervy, nervy uh, place to, to be associated with. I would just going to – I'd like to tell uh, uh, you all about um, a TV show that um, I was involved in. My family and I had the great, uh, just a great good fortune to be uh, asked to do a, uh, basically a family cooking show with Andrew Zimmern. Really? And, yeah. Wow. And, and we, we taped it in uh, August. And uh, basically it, it's in, um, it's it's up for viewing now. It's uh, it's on the Magnolia. Uh, it, it's done by the Magnolia uh, Network folks, uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines. It's it's their it's their deal. But uh, this particular one is called Family Dinner, and Andrew goes around and um, he uh, uh, he meets with uh, and cooks with and eats with a uh, a family who put together you know a a meal based on uh, legacy family recipes and, you know, things that they do together as families when they eat and all the, all those kinds of things. We had an absolute blast. We, uh, we taped for two days and, uh, the show has just, has just come out. It's, it's only 25, 30 minutes long. They obviously did a great job of producing and, and editing, editing, but, uh, I was really, I was trepidatious. I, I mean, I just was really nervous about how this was going to turn out. We had all the family members involved, and and we had so much fun. But I didn't know how they were going to make a show out of this, and and uh, but they did a they did a, a great job. And if anybody's interested in in watching, Andrew Zimmer's just the best guy in the world. I've known him for he's a awesome, while. and um, he's a great, obviously a great chef. He's a great guy. Uh, he did a wonderful job with us, and um, you can watch it on uh, HBO Plus or uh, Discovery Plus. I went to H uh, HBO Max. I'm sorry. I went to HBO Max and searched uh, family dinner. I got to FAM and we popped right up. 
So uh, if anybody's interested in that, it's it's actually it's actually a, a, a pretty cute show. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great stuff. Well, it sounds talk, like a slam dunk for Lepanta. What's it, What's that? It's a slam dunk for Anthony Lepanta. His family has extensive uh, weekend dinners all every. It's always on. Right, you know, it's really Twitter. funny. One of the one of the funniest lines that I've had uh, tweeted at me uh, 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 on Twitter in quite some time when I. I, I made just a little post of, uh, about it on on Twitter, and somebody somebody tweeted back at me and said, "Can you imagine how jealous Lapanta is?" <laughs> oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So, uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, next time you leave a Twins game bef- uh, with Lapanta, you're going to find flat tires. I mean, he's, he's going to sabotage you, no doubt about it. Well, good stuff. Hey, I'd like to talk more about that next week. So let's uh, let's talk a little more about cooking. We'll have a little more fun. Uh, the great thing about the baseball offseason is we, while we get the Twins issues and baseball issues, we can also hit a lot of off-topic stuff. And Roy and Lavelle have very interesting lives, and we'll get to that for today. Hey, so, why bre- so promise yeah. me this. You guys, you guys yeah. promise me this. You guys watch, watch the show. If we're going to talk about it, watch the show, and then we'll talk about how in the world that happened. Deal. Absolutely. Let's definitely do that. Yep. All right, thanks to Brandon. Thanks for, thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. We'll come back next week and tell you more about it.